Welcome to a very special edition of Tampa Bay Cop Talk, um, where we are all in different boxes. This is like uh, <laughs> Hollywood squares, but with us, not so Hollywood, mainly just squares. And these squares will be talking about, I guess, Liverpool Football Club and, and the grand scheme of things. Like, where do we even start off, man? Uh, like, how have you been handling this uh, quarantine? Uh, slowly. No, I don't know. It's been boring as hell, but <laughs> I keep telling myself I'm going to read. I've just been doing stuff around the house. Like I've been gardening and like painting my decks and I don't work. know, just you work from home, yeah? <laughs> time yeah. just sort of passes by. I don't even know what happened. Yeah. What about you, Darius? What have you been up to? Uh, basically the same to a lesser degree. I mean, I rent, I don't own a home. So in my apartment, I've just been building random stuff. Like I don't even need a bar stool. Ordered a bar stool from Home Depot. Um, built a coffee table. I've got a, a wine rack. I've just joined a wine club. I mean, <laughs> these are things it's like, what do you do? Oh. <laughs> like, serious. I am going to be reviewing now Malbecs that come from California and um, the Pinot Noir and how it is in uh, in, in Colombia. So it's like, um, okay, for real, I got to get into this. Oh, I'm so I'm so serious about this. I will send you the link. <laughs> oh man, definitely do that. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. They got one for gin. It's done. Uh, <laughs> That's, this okay. is so this that is, is the future. Thing, this is the future. I started to do. I'm just making my own gin now. So, oh like, yeah. <laughs> like not like bathtub gin, but like what they call like compound gin, where you just like take a vodka. And then soak it in juniper yeah. berries or whatever for yeah. a little while. And then, like, put together a bunch of herbs and spices. And then it's, like, yellow. But it tastes like gin. So I've just so, been, like, experimenting. So gin, we're basically, we're all yeah. getting an introduction to what we would do without football. Like, if we weren't <laughs> so obsessed. Accomplishing quite a few many things. Like, you guys are building stuff. And you're making gin. I'm doing absolutely nothing. I've done nothing of this <laughs> sort. I haven't built a thing. I haven't made a gin. You uh, yeah, I've been exercising, hey. juggling, juggling the football yeah. outside, uh, not putting clothes on really very often, uh, and like you know, just rehashing old Liverpool games, I guess, and, and uh, looking at the bright side of things and being like, well, you know, until football starts off again, we are infinitely twenty-five points ahead of everyone. <laughs> until until the foreseeable future, we are twenty-five points clear at the top of the Premier League. And I'm just living in that reality. Like, we are infinitely top of the league forever and ever. <laughs> so when the apocalypse does come and we all go to, to heaven or hell or wherever we go, do we start chanting, we're going to win the league? Like, <laughs> at the end of time? Or, like, how does that happen? How does that, how does that work? We, oh. no, we've all we're at the pearly gates. We're still going to win the league. We're still going <laughs> to win the league. No, I think uh, I think quite a few people will be like looking at me at this moment and be like, "Oh yeah, you, you thought you could just sing it, Jordan, and everything would be fine, huh?" And then you start <laughs> singing it, and look, a fucking apocalypse happens. You thought you were safe. Don't you dare sing this as we ascend to heaven. Otherwise, you know it's about to happen. We'll descend into the depths of hell because look what you've created, Jordan. Hey, look, I have no control over it. Okay, I didn't. Me singing, we're gonna win the league. Although somehow, once again, it has seemingly derailed the inevitable. <laughs> I didn't we have all embraced it. We all embraced it. Well, Jordan, you did kind of mention something similar um, in the text exchange earlier that you feel like everything is just going to shit because of you, because it's Tom Brady coming to the Bucks, and now that can't even happen. Where it's oh, yeah. just like everything that you love is turned to shit. It's like the opposite of the Midas touch. But there are so many fans going through that same kind of feeling right now. They're like, that one time, 
that I wore the jersey and it wasn't the jersey. I wore the Now it's my fault. Like people really are feeling like that because it's just, it's unexplainable how you could go from being 25 up to, we don't even know what's going to happen. Just floating in the abyss. Not, not Knicks fans. We're like, oh, <laughs> cool. It's over. <laughs> Oh, Thank God, God it's over. <laughs> yeah, I just started getting into the NBA. I just started watching Zion Williamson and, you know, the Lakers do their thing. And I was getting into it and enjoying it. And then you look what happens. And then, yeah, Tom Brady comes. And that's not going to happen. Liverpool are going to win the league for the first time in 20 years of supporting him. Now that's not going to happen. It's all on hold because of this strange crisis that's happening all at once globally and shutting everything down. And showing us really, uh, like, you know, time doesn't even really make sense. Doesn't even matter. We're just floating in space. That's what we are. That's what we <laughs> I'm trying to think of it as like, you know, it's like delayed gratification or whatever. Like, <laughs> we just have to hold off a little while. And then when we do win the league in November, you know, we're the only, <laughs> the only team to ever win the title in November. Yeah, I like the, I like the idea of winning it on Thanksgiving some way, somehow. <laughs> just be very thankful. Or the rest of the football world can be thankful they're out of quarantine, but. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's that the thing that's been winding me up the most and that I've been stewing over and that it really doesn't matter. And like, you know, the season's on hold for good reason. And I have, we'll talk about it a little bit. I don't have any doubt that they'll figure out a way to finish it. But uh, the thing that I just keep running through my mind is, oh my God, if we had just won every game up to this point, we'd already be champions. Well, yeah, you think about Watford, you're like, oh, you, you bastards. <laughs> no, but even worse than that, I think of Martin Atkinson, because before Watford can even happen, you got to beat Man United at their, at their patch. And he, he, you know, the Divock Rui tackle from behind. I've had a lot of time to think the season through, so I remember the tiny <laughs> details now. Oh, remember when Divock Rui was hacked from behind at Old Trafford? And what, oh, and Adam, 55 in the first half? Yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, you know now because you probably rewatched it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but, like, it's just been bothering me that, like, wow, if we literally had done – like, it's a ridiculous thing to ask a team, hey, could you just win 28 or 27, 28 games just right on the bounce <laughs> to start the league, to win the league? But we could have done it, and then none of this would really matter, and we'd be floating in the space like, well, we already won the league. It's all sewn up whatever don't care you guys figure out your problems we're just gonna have a grand old time in quarantine hey but instead well, okay devil's advocate i feel like it would actually be worse because the same people who are saying void the league even if liverpool were mathematically going you know had already been there if they're voiding the league then you can't just give liverpool the title and say, oh, it. No, it's not so the people making that argument they weren't gonna spare liverpool regardless even if they were perfect at this point so you're probably right on that in that regard. I mean, in, let's, in regards... let's, just, let's just be all right. Let's just say anyone who is looking to void the league. Can, can we cancel them? Can, can we take them out of, <laughs> out, out of football culture? It's pretty much like all out of self-interest. So <laughs> it's just Tottenham and Spurs. No, you or mean Tottenham Spurs and West Ham. Tottenham and Spurs. Yeah. 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 I mean, even the city players have come out and been like, yeah, it may only make sense to give the title to Liverpool. They deserve it. I mean, if our main competitors, the only people who can catch us, are conceding the title. Again, I think we talked about this last time we pod. If they've already conceded, then the title's over. And, yeah, it's all self-interest. And it's – I'm not even paying attention to it anymore. I'm just – I'm reliving my, my Liverpool life since time is a circle, and it's all just <laughs> happening at once. I was texting David the other day, and I told him I went on this deep rabbit hole of trying to watch all of Maxi Rodriguez's goals at Liverpool. Um, and there isn't actually no there's not a video no one out there on the internet has taken all of Maxi Rodriguez all 17 goals by the way there's okay, videos with all of Steven Gerrard's 
200 plus whatever goals, but 17 goals, Maxi Rodriguez. What on earth are you lads <laughs> doing out there? Put the compilation together so I can watch it in the middle of quarantine, please. Ryan Babble um, has, a, has a, like, mix. Come on. Stop. <laughs> Babble doesn't have a mix for Liverpool, does he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Look, no, and there's, look, to be fair, there's some bangers in there. There are some yeah. bangers in there. He had a few. But when he scored against Chelsea, where it was the one we got knocked out, and he shot it from like 40 yards top corner over Peter Check before Peter Check yeah. was Arsenal Peter Check when he was still decent. Sorry, Arsenal. The way at Marseille when we got knocked out in the group stage, but he, kill, he scores a belter like in the final minutes, and then we give up a goal like 10 seconds later to get knocked out. <laughs> he had that back heel goal against Besiktas in the 8 0 that was like the record setting win. He you know even, a goal that is like really hard to find? Remember Gerard's goal in that game when he curled it from like the sideline? True. I can't find it on YouTube. Oh, it's probably it's probably in the highlights package. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Or that maybe that wasn't that game actually. That was a Premier League game we won eight 0 but I can't remember who we were playing. Yeah, I've 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 been digging up a fair few, but I can't find Maxi Rodriguez because I was thinking about Maxi Rodriguez and how, like, I was texting you. He connects to this team. I was look. I've been bored without football, and I'm making random <laughs> connections. Brutal, I'm doing all these intellect. Like, I'm trying to intellectually connect players. Well, Maxi Rodriguez exists in the Jordan Henderson universe because they actually played together. He set him up for a goal. His last thing that Maxi Rodriguez did in Liverpool kit was cross a ball to Jordan Henderson for a goal. And I think that's where we began to become European champions. <laughs> it was on the boot of Maxi Rodriguez. Those are tough times. That's like these times. Roy Hodgson days, football didn't exist either, really, did it? <laughs> <laughs> no one boy. Well, like the other day, I watched, I rewatched the Barca game. And like, I got, I managed to like get myself into it. Like there was, I realized there was like segments of the game where like I didn't have a clear recollection of it. So I'm like, I'm dead into it. And then I'm like, for, I had this thought in my head for like a moment. I was like, man, I almost feel like this is real. And then Crystal's like, can you feed the dogs? Well, and like, you can't even justify like, oh, it's live. I need to watch this. It's yeah, like, no, you're exactly. watching it. <laughs> so I had to just be like, yes, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> of course, because there's nothing else. Like, ah. So how have you guys been doing with uh, a lot of the matches that, I mean, it's, it's been everyone, not just Liverpool, but everyone's putting out their classic matches. NBC is doing it. Um, you see BR doing it for Champions League matches. Have you guys been paying attention to those? A little bit. Uh, I, like, tried to watch the Norwich game when they, re -re like, re-released the whole thing. But did you notice they switched to, like, highlights, yeah. like, immediately after? Uh, no. Like LFC. No, I mean, so like, it's not like what I figured out was like 18 minutes. Probably should post this in one of the groups is that uh, they show the highlights package on the YouTube. If you go on right. LFC TV, they show the whole match. Mm -hmm. Oh, all right. Yeah. I did notice that what BR Live is uh, like offering yeah. everything free, which means you get LFC TV. Oh, well, so. there's a hack. There's a hack. Go on. <laughs> this is the information I, we need in the apocalypse right now. <laughs> it's how you can. You can backdoor LFC TV subscriptions, and that's the way, folks. Get on it. Yeah, don't buy toilet paper. Get the BR Live app. That's how you do it. Oh, since you brought up toilet paper, <laughs> can we go there? We are we okay? We called a lot of things. We called a lot of things in that last episode. There was a lot of pain in that episode, but one thing: bidet sales are at an all-time high, baby. <laughs> You should have bought. You should have bought, bought the advice the of David Rice. 
I was like, how do you, somebody's like, how do you sell bidets to Americans? I was like, you just got to make it sound like, you know, like super, call it like the Patriot wash or something. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you got to cover the bidet in red, white, and blue. You know? <laughs> the Patriot wash. Get it on Fox News. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, do you have any other hot stock tips that we can give out to the people on this, on this lot on this episode of Tampa Bay Cop Talk? Uh, anything bleach anything that can wipe a surface <laughs> went to costco the other day they had they had like pallets stacked up and then you had to like walk through them to get to the front door because they only let in like 50 people at a time oh geez. So, like, there's like a, a line forming and when it gets to like 25 they count 25 people coming out and then let 25 people in interesting so you have to congregate in mass before you go in store but then well, you have to keep, store. like, it's like this line thing goes forever. So you can keep six foot worth of distance between oh you goodness. while you're waiting. Hey, well, wow, that, that, that sounds like a really lame and obviously more terrible version. Stand six feet apart. Like, it just, this is a weird, <laughs> weird setup that we've got going. But obviously it's necessary. It's just, it's. It is. It's, but it's, it's yeah. Um, like so when you're in the store, you know, you're like right around everyone. Yeah, true. Speaking of classic masters, though, as Darius was talking about, uh, I did watch the whole Istanbul campaign, like every yeah. single, every single <laughs> match. <laughs> and like I did, yeah, I didn't get into it. But like what I, what I realized is, is like, okay, I remember like the big moments from that whole run. Um, but I don't remember like the finer details. Like we started in the qualifying round. We played largely shit in the group stages. Uh, the Olympiacos thing obviously was like, I, I remember how that happened. Um, but then like we like cruised through like Leverkusen, like 3-0, 3-0 before we played Juventus. And that was like, you know, butt clenching because we were up 2-0 and then they scored an away goal. And then we went to Turin and held them off or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, the Chelsea semifinal. And you remember the second leg, but you don't remember how – even more excruciating the first leg was. Because <laughs> that was like, we, like we went in that game, you're like, oh, the only way we get through this is if we nil-nil at Stanford Bridge against the greatest team, and then we go one-nil in the home leg. And, yeah, they're just bombarding us uh, at their home ground uh, for 90 minutes, and it's not a fun match to watch. But then you get through that, and then you get to the final, uh, and you just know it's coming, but you know, still to see how to remember it all properly. Now I have a better picture of exactly what happened. Cause I was young, you know, I was focused on other stuff at that time, not so much just Liverpool. Uh, so I had the time obviously to watch the whole, and you can, there's like a, a website, footballitalia.net oh, yeah. or something. Hmm. Uh, and you can watch, and watch every single match, all 90 minutes. If that's the sort of thing you need to do to waste time. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta do something. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I, classic matches. I watched the Champions League final again and all the other matches in that campaign. I've been watching like old, like every year of us playing United, like highlights at least, going back to like '91. Like, yeah, because why not? Oh, I watched the FA Cup final that made Stevie G uh, a Liverpool fan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the '86 final. We talked about it. Yeah. Well, I didn't watch the game. I watched the extended highlights. Some little interesting points because I've never just never really seen a match before. Uh, Everton could have been up two or three nil, and they weren't. They were quality uh, back. <clears throat> they had Gary Lineker, and the Gary Lineker chant is the Andy Robbo chant, and I didn't know that. Uh, interesting connotations there. Take with that what you will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, Gary Gary Lineker scores the opener. We're not looking so so good in the in the first half, and then honestly, like the second goal uh, ends with Kevin Johnston, uh, who was amazing head of hair, by the way. Like he could he could be he could be in Kiss if he really wanted to be. His hair is <laughs> amazing. Uh, they just they just played one touch football through the middle of the pitch. Pum 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 comes out the wing to Jan Mobley, who is just a thick boy in those tight kits. He is a really Pillsbury Doughboy <laughs> thick boy, and I love I, as someone who was forced to wear kits kits that were made for people who were much smaller than me, and I was like an offensive tackle in high school, <laughs> like oh, two hundred sixty no. pounds. Trying to fit into a hundred and forty pound kids kit. I like to see Jan, I like to see Jan Mobley. He did his thing, sends it across. Kevin Johnston finishes. And yeah, we win three one and that be, that's we won the rights to Steven Gerrard with that match as well as the FA Cup. No small prize. <laughs> but it was good to watch. It was interesting. The Liverpool, like the Liverpool way of football they talk about, right? You could see it. There's extended highlights on YouTube. Look it up. 1986, FA Cup final, three one. Check it out. It's just 27 minutes. It's, it's not like eight hours, like the whole Champions League campaign, you know? Yeah. Plus, we're running out of Netflix. What have you been watching out of Netflix? What have you been watching, Well, David? Tiger King, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yes. Oh. Just when, just when in the kid's funeral, when he was like, came over and put those dolls on the face. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually incredible that the filmmaker... lost it we're able to make it more ridiculous through each episode because right. it comes right out the box at you and you're like, whoa, okay. <laughs> like, this has got to calm down at some point. <clears throat> no, it and then It's like, she's walking down Nebraska and it's the Alpine Liquors. I'm like, they were standing yeah. on the porch of London Heights <laughs> shooting this thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Have you seen Coins Diner? Have you seen it, Darius? Oh, I've seen the whole thing. Um, I, I think one thing that gets lost is that the guy, he says uh, – I can't remember his name. Was it Ricky or something? But he said that he was probably the inspiration for Scarface. And he's the most normal person in the whole thing. He's <laughs> like the normal guy in this. He is the normal one. He's the Jurgen Klopp of this documentary. And well, like, let's, I don't know if I <laughs> – They're all nuts. I don't oh. know if I want to associate your class. It was, I was yeah, like, it's such an analogy um, for like the state of things right now. <laughs> no. So what I was going to ask is, and I want to, I want to, I would never, I would not associate your club with Tiger King. I think <laughs> so far above, but the question becomes, the question becomes which Premier League club best represents each little section. Like, you know, like, like Joe exotic zoo is obviously Newcastle. Like it's obviously Newcastle. <laughs> Doc Antle is like Manchester City, right? Like, That's what I was going to say. Right? And, <laughs> and <laughs> Carol Baskins has to be Man United. Like, it has to be Man United. I can't. It just – that's the worst character in the whole thing. Carol Baskins is Man United. That's my opinion. Uh, I, guess, I guess if we had to, like, throw ourselves in the pot, the only person I would be down to be is uh, – you know what? Actually, the, the 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 guy who was filming the reality show—that's who we are. We're that. <laughs> <laughs> that's who Liverpool is. I can see that. Oh, Kirkman. Yeah, yeah, and we didn't yeah. update our facilities, and it all burnt down with the old way <laughs> of things, and that's why we struggled. Oh, but man. now we're back at it. Coming. I'm out. like the guy who made this documentary. You know, I spent like five years on it, and I'm like. What a time for it to be released, though. Like, we're all locked in our house when this drops. <laughs> How incredible is it, though? He doesn't even go in trying to make this documentary about how he started by looking at pythons in the Everglades and people that owned those kind of exotic pets. 
And then it's like, oh, wait, 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 hold up. My guy, is that a snow leopard in the back of your truck? And that's how this whole thing started. <laughs> it's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know what like, happened. I sold one of my monkeys. Yeah. I'm like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like the premise to a Dave Chappelle joke from back in the day. <laughs> 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 this guy with a snow leopard pulled up is I sold one of my monkeys. Like, like okay. when I first saw him, I was like, this guy? Because I remembered him from that John Oliver clip, like back in the day. Yeah. I'm broke yeah. as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no money. I'm running for press. <laughs> I ain't gonna change. <laughs> he won twenty percent of Oklahoma. Yeah, it's for the governor race. Yes, he won nineteen percent. That actually happened. I said, I said to Crystal, I was like, one fifth of the voters of Oklahoma said, yeah. yeah <laughs> I mean, when you put it, ah, he made some points. I mean, oh obviously, he's not a libertarian, but he's yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be worse. Know. His campaign managers, like his, all of his testimonials were hilarious. <laughs> oh, hold up, hold up. For, for the folks that don't know. All right. So the, the campaign manager, right? It's this young dude. Like he might now be 25 or 26. This was four or five years ago when he's the campaign manager. His official application came when Joe Exotic met this dude in Walmart in the gun section because the kid was a freaking manager selling bullets over the counter at Walmart. That is where Joe Exotic met his new campaign manager, who was all of 21, 22 years old at the time. <laughs> they got everything at Walmart. Guns, ammunition, <laughs> campaign managers. Political campaign managers. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, the Tiger, oh, King, Tiger King's wild. Tiger King's uh, wild. Uh, the platform? What'd you think? Okay, so have you seen the oh, platform? platform? <laughs> Darius, what? Darius, have you seen the platform? I have not. No? Okay. So it's like this movie where like this guy like wakes up inside. Well, you find out that he signed up to be put into this experiment or whatever. And it's like a prison that are multiple levels. Uh, starting at level zero, I guess, and working its way down to you eventually find out level 333. Numerology. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the concept is, is that you just live in a cell with a cellmate, right? And there's a platform, there's a hole in the middle of the room and a platform comes down every day and you eat the food that's on the platform. But it starts at the top level with all the food. Like everyone picks a meal that they like and their favorite meal is made and put on the platform. And so basically there's enough food for everyone if everyone just eats what they need. But like one day you wake up on level 222 and like there's no food by the time it gets down there and you're forced to eat your cellmate or something. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> but in the end, it's like, it's like an artsy, like, you know, hipstery, symbolic. Yeah, it's Spanish. Like it's from yeah. Spain. Yeah. And so like, uh, like the message, like the, the, the literal message is like, you know, <laughs> this little girl is in the prison and she's trapped and they got to save her and send her to the top to let the people know like, oh, there's kids down here getting fucked up over it too. And, you know, I'm a little confused, though, about why he couldn't go up the platform with the girl. That's the only part I'm a little confused about. And where is he supposed to go I in think the dark the girl's abyss? not is even real. <laughs> right? I, even think that. I think she's like a metaphor. Yeah. So, like, a couple times he tries to, like, yell down and tell people, oh, only eat what you, what you need or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Don't take more than you need. And eventually they just ride down the levels and, like, whoop everyone's ass and <laughs> hand out food. <laughs> well like it's, the scene where like the girl she, he's with the girl and like her dog is eating <laughs> yeah because you're allowed to bring one thing with you 
and he brings like a book. He brings Don Quixote, which obviously is symbolic yeah. of, you know, a man that's an idiot trying to save the world and thinks yeah. he can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was going to say, Don Quixote, if that's supposed to be like the, the hero's book, that tells me a lot about the direction the hero's taking this movie in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good. It's, it's weird. Like, I just, what I liked about it was... Weird. <laughs> I did like the cinematography of it a lot. Like the imagery of it was like really fast, but were pretty grim. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a grim movie. There's, you know, he, he eats his cellmate at one point. <laughs> yeah. he, he, eats his, he eats two cellmates actually at different <laughs> points. <laughs> and then there's this lady who's just like gone rogue and she just kills everyone in her path as she rides up and down the platform. <laughs> or just down the platform looking for her, her kid, which apparently she never finds. Which I didn't understand. How does she never find her kid if she rides the platform all the way down every time? Or mostly every time? Right? I don't That's know. why I don't think it's real. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously it's not because there's, there's so many questions. What is yeah. bringing the platform up and down? It's is like, it magnets? It's so controlled, is it, you know? Is it a hydraulic system? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, it's, it's, a very, it's an interesting movie. Watch it. Without us giving too much weight, we have it. Uh, any, other, any other Netflix recommendations that you've been watching? Uh, none i i watched the the show called the english game uh, oh i haven't started that yet okay so it's uh, it's like that it seems like that <laughs> fifa movie you know like <laughs> it's very that fifa movie but like it does a good job of like painting like like where professional football like grew out of in england and like the kind of culture surrounding it like the working man versus the gentleman's club and that kind of thing um but, you know, as is with most of, like, you know, dramatic historical mockumentaries, uh, they take creative liberties. So some of the stuff that they portray in the movie isn't actually true. Uh, and the other thing is, is, like, you know, like, everyone's got to fall in love. There's got to be some kind of uh. other, there's got to be some kind of <laughs> other, like, you know, some other type of, like, oh, like, human struggle going on and not just, like, telling the story of football. But, you know, there's, I looked up, like, some of the information that I got out of the documentary. And, like, the main character was the true first professional player of the English game. Um, he did play for the club that they brought him to. He did come with the guy that he came with. Um, but then after that, they kind of take a couple of liberties with telling the story or whatever. But it's interesting. It was, I mean, we're in, expected. we're in quarantine. It's better than nothing. That's 100%. Yeah. <laughs> it has some football. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to be watching too many sports movies or shows unless they're documentaries for just the same reason across the board. The actual football part of it, the actual sport part of it is consistently shit. When they oh, show yeah. like a guy, like um, All American is one. It, it's uh, about college football or high school football going into college football. Yeah. And they show him like running a route and he turns around the receiver and he catches the ball. And it's just like, wait, hold up. That was terrible mechanics on the throw. That was an awful route caught it with your elbows straight like what what are you like and it's the same kind of thing when you watch this like because i've heard that the football is kind of shit in in, in um, the english game where oh they show the scenes the cut scenes of them actually playing it's like nobody kicks a ball like that nobody runs like that what the was that supposed to be a header it's that kind of stuff where it's just like it's like well, you ever watch club of crows Oh, Club of Crows is amazing, though. Club of Crows. No, the plots of Club of the story of Club of Crows is amazing, but the footy is just like oh, a yeah. joke. The footy's bad. The, <laughs> like really the acting bad. of the footy is so bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, the like... other thing about the English games, football is like it's literally like 1870s football, and so it's really. <laughs> oh, that's true too. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Me and you are used to. Like they're literally 
They're literally in a triangle shape at different points, just running around the field, mowing people over, and then the blasting v. the ball <laughs> into the net. And you're like, the oh. flying V of soccer. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, this is what football used to be. This is what all, all English people are like, oh, they're soft now. They're, oh, so we should be in flying Vs, just ramming into <laughs> each other. That's why they have rugby. Calm down, okay? Goodness gracious. Oh. You guys been reading it all? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Said I was going to. Mm, Not so much. Technically. I I have been reading, uh, what is it, Done Deal? It's like a book about, like, how footy contracts are done. Like, how the business side of football. Um, It's pretty good. Like, a lot of it, I'm like, dang, I knew more about the football business than I realized. But some of the stuff, like, how shoe deals work. Like how a guy can wear this with his national team and this with club team and how all that money gets transferred and how they deal with the legality of that. And like all kinds of stuff. So like why players use an image rights like company rather than handling it themselves because that the pays the taxes differently. And like it is very fascinating, like kind of how it all ties together and like how they make their money. And how it go like it differs down the levels, and you see how much money is made in the Premier League, and like why we do need agents, and it's pretty crazy, but it's uh, it's fascinating. I'm probably like three quarters of the way through right now, so how about how long is it? That's like a couple hundred pages. Okay, so is it easy? Gonna read a tough read? Is it very technical? Is it? It's kind of dry because it's like a lot of like legal chatter, like contract talk, you know, business stuff. So that part of it isn't all that exhilarating. <laughs> uh, it's not, it's like easy to understand. Like he puts it in very like plain terms and gives you like real life scenarios. Talks about like uh, Hicks and Gillette, the RBS thing, what happened at Portsmouth, um, kind of like how Man United acquired the club or the Glazers acquired the club, but the leverage debt, just like a lot of different stuff from the ownership side. So that that is pretty good. Um, but I'm getting, uh, I'm going to read in the sunshine's on, yeah, in sunshine's now that book about how football changed after Hillsborough. Okay. That's my next one. So. <clears throat> if I, if I could recommend a football book, I would recommend, uh, by Simon Critchley. It's called what we think about when we think about soccer. That's the American version. However, yeah. uh, that's only the title throughout the rest of the book. He has a foreword in the American version where it's called what we think about when we think about soccer. And he goes, I've only said what we think about when we think about soccer in the title. And I will from here on out be calling it football. Uh, but that's just so you would buy it and not think you're about to read about the NFL. <laughs> but he's like a, a, he's like a, a modern day philosopher. He does a lot of uh, philosophy writing and he kind of relates. It's, it's not so straightforward. It's more up in the air. He kind of relates philosophical concepts with football. Uh, and he kind of looks at football in a different way. It's kind of interesting and romantic and poetic. And it's it's a really easy, quick read, and it's very interesting. Um, and he's also a Liverpool supporter. So he, when he's romanticizing about the game, he romanticizes over moments that we ourselves experienced as football fans. So it's easy to relate to. And it's a very quick read. It's about 200 pages. Uh, and it's very fun and interesting. It gets your mind thinking a little bit. It's not so cut and dry and straightforward. If I had to recommend there's one called uh, Soccer and Sun and Shadow by like Eduardo Galliendo or something. It's pretty good. He like talks about like how football's changed down the years and he kind of has all these like little stories. And like some of them are crazy, but like 
yeah, like in South America in the early days, like eight six was like a normal score. <laughs> it wasn't like a total commitment to defense or anything. <laughs> it sounds like FIFA online. Yeah. That's every game. <laughs> Nine ten. Yeah, this is realistic. Football simulator right here. <laughs> and like he goes he talks about like the first Olympico goal. Like uh, where someone scored from a corner kick. So like and that was, I can't remember all the details, but I remember that was a cool Any books, Darius? Oh. That's so, um, no full books. I've read more articles than anything else. But a lot of what I've been getting as far as, like, football intake has been more for, from YouTube. Um, one of the channels that I follow, uh, TFO Football, they do a lot of good in-depth stuff. A lot, and it, it can be a full range. Some of it is very simple stuff, like, what are inverted fullbacks? What makes Liverpool so good? And it's also about something like you kind of about, like, um, the two number 10s, Steven Gerrard's Rangers. It's about him and one of his uh, top players. Economic impact of coronavirus on football. Um, even going into some of the business of football as well. So, I mean, it's very much like the content that you're getting into, Dave. It's just more bite-sized stuff. So that's what I go through quite often, more than anything else. It's just the bite-sized five, ten pieces. But honestly, I've, I've been getting a lot of uh, football content from non-football people, people like John Oliver. And hearing his his uh, thoughts yeah. on uh, on Liverpool not being funny. able to win the league right now, like stuff like that, just trying to find the humor in everything or taking it in small pieces rather than just like sitting and reading a full book. Because right now it's like I just I kind of want to decompress at the end of a day. You know? No, yeah, I mean the reason I haven't been reading is is I've tried I tried, but I can't keep focused on it for like more than five minutes, and I just go. Oh, and these- YouTube people are coughing outside yeah. oh my goodness what are the numbers at where's it spread to how many test kits yeah. there's no test kits why are there no test kits why did we auction off these masks in february what the hell's going on what the hell someone explain what the hell's going on and then i'm like oh yeah hold on wait i'm supposed to be reading fucking kurt vonnegue and okay yeah sure maybe god no read the same page like okay i'm gonna, I'm gonna read i'm gonna read don't think it's switch off go to the start of the page get to the bottom oh no i gotta check the numbers again <laughs> I've made a rule for myself. I'm going to check numbers in the morning, and then I cannot look at this again because every morning you just go, what the hell? Yeah, yeah no, it's bad. It's, it's not good. It's not good I at keep all. keep going, like, when are we going to get out? And I don't even know. Like, I don't even know at this point. No, We're probably looking at, like, at least midsummer. No, yeah, and that's, like, the thing is, like, let's, can we, should we pivot back into football? Into Liverpool? No. <laughs> How, how does this end? How does this right, so end? Wait, 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 wait. It sounds the question we were going to ask is how do we end up winning the league? Yeah, I so from like every day it changes because a new story comes out from a new source about saying this or saying that. Um, but like logically, what do you think? So I kind of like the idea of they all go to summer camp together and, <laughs> and they play in facilities. And that sounds so boss because at least we'd get football on TV. Like, yeah. and, and for us, selfishly. TV mega events. <laughs> yes, us selfishly as international fans who don't have access to the stadium. I mean, granted, part of the experience is hearing the crowd there. Yeah. Like, that's part of the aura and the phonics of the whole thing. And it's what creates the, the drama and the soap opera that we tune into. It's like the, the gnat noise in the background with the narrative like, going on. Or, like, there's an added mystique to it because you can't hear them, right? Yeah. But if you can just suddenly hear what they're saying to the ref, no, like, yeah, 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 yeah. what they're saying to them all the time. And they, or, or, 
Go yeah. ahead, Darius. Go ahead. I was going to say, I was telling people, um, because right before the uh, quarantine started and everyone started canceling, or not canceling, but postponing games um, in Italy, you had Juventus and Inter Milan. It was at Juve, behind closed doors. And, I mean, it was a pretty thrilling match. In the end, you get a win. You get a fantastic goal uh, from, I can't remember who it was. And it's just nothing. You hear silence. Matter of fact, the only thing you hear if you've ever been to a scrimmage between like a couple of top teams or any kind of like a practice, closed door practice where you get access. One of our Sunday games. That's what it was. (laughs) Our Sunday games. But that's basically what it was, where it's just you see the reaction. The bench goes crazy. But during the game, you hear every kick of the ball. You hear everything, players talking. You don't usually hear chatter. You sometimes hear it in the NBA. Don't really hear it in football, baseball sometimes. You never hear that in soccer. You never hear it in football. That's not something you're used to. So hearing every kick of the ball, hearing the player chatter, that was just – The manager screaming. The manager screaming. So that's what I kind of expect. It's going to be behind closed doors, but it's a weird, weird way to watch football. It's not what you're used to. Well, no, I'd say for us, though, it's, it's 100% what we're used to as is, is fans overseas. Like, we watch it on TV. That's the way we get it. And so for us, it would be a return to normalcy. Now, I understand for the, the folks back home and, you know, the scousers that live in Liverpool or the people that have tickets that go to the games on a regular basis, it would be robbing them of, of that ultimate experience. And it would kind yeah. of change the look and feel of, of ending the streak. But at the same time, like, we already lived the last six or so months. Last and, like, year and we knew we were going to win it, right? So, like, it wasn't, like, a mystery and we're going to have, like, this mysterious event happen that we don't know it could go either way. Like, we just need the season to kick back up so we can get closure, basically. Like, yeah. we're just – we're floating in – we're, like, at the – like, it's like – I always like to compare it to an orgasm. It's the only way I I, <laughs> I know how. And it's like we're – delayed gratification. So we're we're yeah, we're I was about gonna to say more. I was gonna say more like solving a cold case. No, that's okay. <laughs> absolutely right, Jordan. You are correct. Uh-oh. This is the same kind of thing where it's just like you've been building up toward it. It's been pushed off for so long, and then it's like now we have closure. But I like yours better. Yours is yours is probably more. Well <laughs> oh no! So for me, it's like it's like this reality. Like okay, okay, here it comes, and then God's like. Pause, and you have to actually consciously live in that like brief moment before, <laughs> uh, you know, and that's where we are, and it's just terrible. It's te- but on the other side, once he's once God, whoever she he is, is like play, then we're gonna come everywhere. But it's just <laughs> waiting for it. <laughs> Champagne bottles shooting off, beer showers all but, over the planet. Yeah, but waiting, <laughs> but waiting for it's so terrible. So like, I'm not even opposed to the idea of the summer camp behind closed door games. The problem is logistically, it doesn't make any freaking sense. The virus <laughs> exactly. is still out there. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. It's like, there's this rumor going around that they want to finish by August so that they can kick off the next season. But like the next season's probably going to be damaged by this thing anyways, due to the fact that like in the fall, we're probably going to go through this again. So to me, just like, and I think I finally read today, like there's a, there's a, sentiment from a lot of people within the league just like take your time we'll come back when we come back finish the league next year's going to get screwed up anyways we basically just have to admit that and then work with whatever we get once yeah. we get to that point where like you can start to play next season but i mean we don't even know what next season is going to look like we already know the league cup has been canceled even if we do come back because they're going to play a truncated season so i i don't know part of me thinks 
you know, like they have to finish it because they've got, otherwise they've got to give back all that TV money. Yeah. That's no and it's good. like $762 million or something. Or yeah. What the hell do you do with the system going forward? If you were to cancel this year and then you're going straight to next year, what are you doing about the teams that would have been relegated? What are you doing about the teams that would have been promoted? What are you going to do? Just promote teams up and then play with 22? Are you going to, have your you 20 but the that you had from last year but you should have had these two teams or three teams coming up like what do you do yeah, if, you're, you if you were to cancel that canceling doesn't make sense to me i feel like no. that's the one that makes the least sense no and trying to call it null and void is like ridiculous to me and yeah to your point like you have to let west Brom and leeds at the very least in but like how do you tell those teams that were three through six in the championship that had a shot through a playoff to come up oh never mind it doesn't matter like well, what do you mean how would we have a shot at you know this massive tv contract that could change the course of our club for the next five years you can't just tell them that that doesn't matter and then we're going to play this weird 22 team season where we're going to like truncate everything and we don't even know at what points we're going to be able to play it when we're not but we're going to have more games like what <laughs> like, yeah. i don't know yeah because you'd have to it would have to be a 42 game regular season to play everyone home and away which I guess, yeah, you aren't playing a league cup. You maybe cancel the FA Cup as well and just have the Premier League. It's just, it's all kind of weird to me. Like, I, I think I mean, you just got to finish it. Down the ladder, too. I mean, you got to think about League One and League, and League Two. I mean, Coventry City that went all the way down the ladder because they've, you know, financially fell apart are now about to break into the championship. Yeah. Um, and it's not even just in the championship, the teams three through six. It's like seventh place is only a point out of the playoff spots. Uh, all the way down to 13th, you're within two matches of being in the playoff spots with, I mean, you think you got like seven, eight games left. Well, um, like they canceled the conferences, right? So like the North and South Conference, they just like canceled the season and they did null and void it. And like Vauxhall Motors or whatever is like flipping out because they're like, we were – we're about to get promoted. Yeah, we're about to be in like league football. Like, holy God. Like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, so up. today what came out was that the Belgian League did decide to cancel, and they've just given Simon Mignolet the, <laughs> the trophy. Club Bruges are now champions of Belgium. They yeah. gave the European places as they were, and they're bringing the two teams that, that are set to get promoted up, and they're going to do a, a longer season, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I feel like – it's correct that next season's already screwed up. So like finish this one that's already screwed up, but make sure it finishes. So you don't just completely just fuck it off. And it did, it didn't exist. It never happened. <laughs> like, it's like the thing is, is like next, since next season's already damaged, you could just go, okay, well, we're going to come back when this is under control and then we'll just play like a special tournament and you have X, you have till then. Yeah. I think what, what, that is. what has to happen you know what I mean? is like, like it could, Honestly, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a cheeky Liverpool supporter and it, it makes me happy to say it, but I think you have to cancel both European competitions so that you can have midweek games in the league so that you can get it done as quickly as possible. Because what are we, how many games have we played? 29 or is it 28? What is it, 28? 20, 29? Or 20, 20. Maybe it is 29. So we have nine to 10 games left, right? If you do two a week, that's a, a month and a week and you're done, you know? And like you could you could speed it along, and you wouldn't have to necessarily start the season that much later than you would anyways. Um, so I yeah. think you would have to cancel European competition and let the leagues finish at least. Yeah, twenty nine yeah. for everyone else except for City and uh, who was it? They were going to play Sheffield. So yeah, you've got uh, or excuse me, two other teams. So you've got four teams who are on twenty eight games played. 
and the rest of the, of the league is on 29 matches. So why would you prioritize a theoretical season that has not happened yet over the one that's pretty much done? Just finish it off. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to cancel that league season. I like or, how the – I like how the UK government, by the way, is in favor of finishing the, the football season. I don't, I guess yeah. that's just for morale of that's country. I don't know what for other reason they're doing thing. that. <laughs> but like, is, is Trump going to come out and be like, the NFL will happen and so will basketball and the hockey league and yeah. as well as baseball. Well, you already know, America. we're going back to everything as far as uh, Easter goes. So uh, there's nothing <laughs> to worry about. Oh, no. <laughs> Easter. Oh. I'm like, you're out of your mind, bro. Like, I mean, we can all dream, we can all hope, but you gotta hope. You gotta prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Not prepare for the best. Try to cope and with I, the worst. I hope the worst doesn't happen. <laughs> Toot those phrases out, but it doesn't work like vice versa. It's what a conversely or whatever it is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the way I uh, the way I want us to win the league is in front of people with everyone there, which means they'll have to wait. And I legitimately think you can't turn to footballers and be like. Yeah, I know the virus is still out there. And we're not letting anyone else go back to work, but you guys, guess what? <laughs> we got to go because we really need this. <laughs> <laughs> this game you play and you kick a fucking ball around, we got It is vac- essential. <laughs> vaccine? Vaccine? No, uh, kick the ball in the net, maybe, and then we'll talk a <laughs> vaccine. So one, one, one of the ideas that I've heard was uh, you have basically a two-week quarantine period where everyone is known to be cool, you let them in, and then you isolate them in their football prison, basically is what it would have to be. But it's just no, yeah. like, it doesn't, none of it makes sense. It just, that's not the way that any of this works, but that's what people are like, asking for. Because, I mean, people desperately want to see games back, of course. Am I going to tell, like, am I going to tell Jordan Henderson, like, you can't see your wife for, like, three months? Like, not really. Like, come on, man. It's, <laughs> at point, like, at some point, I don't listen, know. It's David, unrealistic. You go, David, you go, listen, Jordan, listen. Listen, Jordan. My wife thinks you take me away from her far too often. So it's your turn <laughs> to pay it back, okay? I'm just, <laughs> I'm to, it's I'm only fair. I'm trying to like, talk fair. somebody into You'll never this, walk like, alone, Jordan. You'll, <laughs> you'll never they walk alone, kids but too. you're going to sleep I alone. Will. <laughs> so here's what's gonna happen you're gonna play every game right and then you're gonna go off and you're gonna win the league and you know how after you won the league you want to do your bedtime activities well you're not gonna be able to shag your bird because you're gonna have to stay here in this training camp for the next uh, eight weeks so sorry yeah, about that. yeah sorry bro no no i wonder Ruin with andy robbo have fun <laughs> yeah you get robbo yeah buddy that's everyone knows what happens in prison so if this is football prison well so is that who is it? Who's the who's the who's the bird of the bunch, so to speak? <laughs> it's just such a shame. It's such a shame right. that Alberto Moreno is no longer with us because Alberto Moreno was the answer to every single one of these questions. Oh yeah, right. And like half of the half of the experience of being and it's not even half, it's probably like 90% of what being a footballer is about is the fans. Like whether yeah. or not whether or not the ownership recognizes that at every club, whether or not every club recognizes it, whether or not every governing body of football recognizes it, the fans and the players both know that the, and the only, and the manager most of the time, our manager at least, that the fans are part of the massive part of the equation. So would you like, if you were a player and they're like, look, you're going to, first of all, not see your wife, not see your kids. You're going to be in this football prison for a month and a half. And when you win it, there's not even going to be fans. 
you yeah, know, it's like a it's sell. a tough sell. I would, I would not begrudge the players that they all sh- like went on strike and were like, no, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> you know, like, sorry, see you next year. Like, well, let's figure this out when the virus is over or whatever. Like, what could they do? Zoom us all in with 40,000 of us on a big screen just screaming into our microphones? Yeah! <laughs> 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 It'd be a disaster. It'd just be crinkly noises and pixelated faces, and the players would be terrified and frightened, and then be a haunting experience. It's supposed to be this wonderful thing, oh, and instead it's this technological wasteland that's haunting them. Uh, but yeah. I, there's no good solutions. The only really just get like a satellite to zoom in just enough to see a bunch of us standing six feet apart in a big public. We can get on the Sims <laughs> or something, and we can all just yeah. chat up a storm. Club penguin or something. I don't know. You know the things? one thing though. Remember how we were talking a couple months back about like VR and like people not coming to support supporters clubs like in the states anymore and all this. So like after this though, like I think a lot of people are going to realize like actually going to be around other people was pretty awesome <laughs> <laughs> oh it's like, so oh, dude, this sucks like this <laughs> I'm, no literally one of the harsh realities i've had to come face to face with during this quarantine episode that we're all going through is that i actually only have like uh, two hands full of friends and then the rest of my friends are just people that i hang out in a bar with and watch <laughs> soccer with. <laughs> and that's, that's not a bad not. thing and that's not shameful or anything but it just is what it is. And so once you take away football, which in the grand scheme of things, slightly meaningless, not that important, doesn't really dictate it, – it shouldn't dictate your life. Sometimes it does. But, you know, is it really that important? It's not a matter of life yes. and death. <laughs> yes, it is. Absolutely. Now it is. But I'm just saying, you know, but, oh, that's the thing that stitches my whole life together and keeps it moving forward. What does that yeah. say about me? That you're normal. What does it say about <laughs> – okay, good. Good. I'm well-adjusted and I'm normal. Good. Thank the Lord. <laughs> Uh, you're a you're a maniac jordan and you need to seek help immediately maybe we are but whatever man like <laughs> okay well, so there's anything to be a zealot about it's something that connects people so that's what football yeah, right? really is at the end of the day i mean as we've been talking about like with fans being such an essential part of the game i mean i found myself literally going on youtube and just googling like or just youtube and like and seeing searching what are some of the other club's top chance like that's something I like to hear people chanting singing about their club like that's that's what I've been doing like with some of my what are your time. favorites <sighs> favorites uh pretty much everything that comes out of South America because they are wild some yeah. of the river plate and Boca stuff oh my goodness <laughs> man I like uh, uh Celtic when they do the call and response with come on you boys in green <laughs> that's yeah. pretty good and then I like uh, Hibs sing Sunshine on Leaf. And when they do it like big and proper, it's, it's pretty awesome. So, um, I like see that even something too, like Dort- yeah. Dortmund doing their version of You Never Walk Alone. Like that's been something that's been kind of like touching, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, I liked watching when Tottenham came to play at Anfield and they were losing 4-0. And the whole away section goes, let's pretend, let's pretend, let's pretend we scored a goal. And then they all go mental, like, yeah! And then if you watch the game back, which, oh, by the way, have I done that? Absolutely. Lots of time on my hands. You actually <laughs> pinpoint when they do it, and it's hilarious, because out of nowhere, the away end just goes crazy. Like, the ball's in the middle of the pitch, and you just hear the away end go, yeah! <laughs> and that's the only away fan chant that I care to listen to, is when they're taking the piss out of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's on YouTube. You can look it up. Let's pretend we scored a goal. Tottenham Hotspur or Anfield. It's on there. It looks like it was filmed on a potato. The same potatoes were using to film this. 
but you can still hear the audio and that's all that really matters. <laughs> Everyone should go watch the thing that NBC Sports put out with uh, Steven Gerrard and Gary Neville. It's actually yeah. very interesting. There's a little bit of tidbits in there that haven't already been released to the public because every time Steven Gerrard's interviewed, they ask him about the same five or six things. What was it like to beat Everton? Uh, how was it winning the Champions League final? Uh, Have you it? recovered from the slip? <laughs> <laughs> but there were some other interesting tidbits throughout that little hour piece that they had. It'll get you by. It was interesting. Stevie's very open and honest as an individual, which is cool to see. And I had it gave me more faith that he's going to be spurred on to become our manager one day and lead us to glory, you know? Hopefully. Have you seen it yet, Dave? No, I haven't had a chance to watch okay. it. Have you? Uh, I did enjoy his um, interview with Kara on his podcast. That was that was a really too. good episode of that. So. Yeah, he, he, Kara's mm-hmm. podcast is very good as well. If you, if you haven't gotten into that yeah. and you need something to get into, the first episode's Terry yeah, Henry, and that's really, really amazing because Terry Henry Michael Owen was really good. Yeah, he's got a bunch of good episodes on there. It's called The Greatest Game. Yeah, he got Stevie to be more human and less robotic and like talking to the. He press. totally opened up to him. Yeah. Which was awesome to see him. It was just like two friends having a conversation. It was really cool. One of the interesting tidbits from the Gary Neville uh, thing is that uh, Gary Neville tried to recruit Steven Gerrard to Man United. <laughs> no, that's basically the reaction that Steven Gerrard had <laughs> when it happened. He, and they talk about it and he was like, Gary Neville's like, I thought you'd give me more than like 15 seconds at least to think about it. He's like, when you asked, I was, I couldn't tell if you were taking a piss or if you were being serious. <laughs> but it's interesting because Gary Neville opens up about how Alex Ferguson tried to treat Gerard tactically, Torres, for instance. Uh, and Gerard talks about how they purposefully, and this is interesting because there's that debate about is Manja Vidic better than Van Dyke or is Van Dyke better than Manja Vidic? Yeah. And Ger- Gerard pointed out, and Gary Neville agreed to a certain extent that Manja Vidic was good at set pieces and he was good being strong. But if you got him in one-on-ones and you got him running, he would leave him. And Steven said like a lot of the time they would have, uh, they told Torres, start your runs on Rio, but run towards Vidic and take advantage of that. And as you know, uh, Vidic got sent off against Liverpool, like in his last three games against us. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Vidic is shit. (laughs) And Van Dyke, is fucking boss. He got the most first place votes in the Blonde or vote, but didn't win it somehow. Scale can't figure that out. Had a lot of time to think about that. Oh man, the press is bored with the transfer rumors. I saw one with uh, Van Dyke wearing a Juventus jersey. I'm like, go away. (laughs) Well, Raheem Sterling's definitely 100% coming to Liverpool. (laughs) I I fell for it. I, I, I imagined it. I text David. I was like, you know, technically that would help with both of the homegrown requirements. He's a homegrown club player, and he's a homegrown national player. No. (laughs) (laughs) You know his daughter is Yeah, Timo Werner, Raheem Sterling, and Jadon Sancho, and Mbappe coming off the bench. That's not happening next year. What are you talking about? Mbappe and everybody. Bench was the best part of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. No, yeah, we're going we're gonna to sign Raheem yeah. Sterling. Listen, think about the kids. It's about the children. His daughter is a massive Liverpool supporter. She still is. Think about her. She deserves to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, it would never happen. to continue rooting for Sadio Mane. That's what I say. Raheem Sterling won't even sign for Man City for 400000 a week. There's just no way we can afford him. Well, he wants to, to play really- in front of people. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, Man City. <laughs> 
Um, well, I guess they, there's no difference for them. Exactly. They That's the joke, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, anything to close it out with? Anything that you're hanging on to? Do you have anything lined up in your pipeline, Liverpool-related, you're going to watch or listen to? Well, I put up a poll on uh, Twitter, what players should I do a banner of next? And then Trent won, which was a bit of a surprise. So uh, I got to come up with a Trent banner. I think you should do the one after I watched it when he played at Leicester, when he scored that goal, and then he did the – He did the Mbappe the celebration. Yeah, I've been thinking post. that too. I've been thinking yeah. about that too. I'm trying to think if there's like some other iconic Trent moments other than the corner, obviously. Yeah. But that's kind of hard to like – depict in a banner so i'm trying to think yeah, of like maybe maybe on a free kick or something like that maybe he's got a couple free kick goals that are dirty i half expected it to be bobby so i could do that one that i already have made like i don't have it painted but i have like the design made of bobby sitting on like a king's throne well listen white suit David, if there's, <laughs> if there's like anything Starface. we know about american democracy it doesn't matter what the people want okay Fair enough. You could do it. You do whatever you please. I'll be like, Bobby the electoral college. <laughs> the electoral with the Bobby. Sorry, guys. I know Trent won the popular vote, but see, the way it works is like all, all the people that voted, they, they're from like Iowa and stuff. So uh, people end up going to Bobby. Only the Sorry, Floridians bro. matter, and they voted Bobby. So. No, you go like this. You go, the online poll gets one delegate. I get two delegates. <laughs> And, like, so you have to really persuade me, and I'm already decided. You know, I saw all the votes. There was some pain. That's not what we're going for. Sorry, guys. Uh, <coughs> so you're going to be painting a banner? Is that what you're suggesting, David, in your downtime? And reading. And at some point, I've got cabinets arriving, so I'll be redoing my kitchen. <laughs> Exciting times over at the Rice household. Oh, yeah, it's incredible how about you darius what do you have uh down the pipeline to get you through these times of ours uh i mean i've been paying attention to the red men and uh and to the blood red podcast all those guys uh I, I, really i've been kind of seeing what they're doing to be honest because the people with wives and kids and all that they're the ones who are like really like struggling in it and there's almost like a little bit of a okay kind of getting to know people kind of thing like I've loved the stuff that Liverpool has put out about the players, what they're doing in their downtime. Um, Alex Oscar Chamberlain pissing off his girlfriend by trying to hit a hole in one on his little practice golf course in his backyard when it's pouring down rain and 40 degrees, like that kind of stuff. Like seeing how people are humanizing this, I kind of like that. So seeing all these characters, um, but yeah, I'm just saying, like I've been putting out a couple of like Z. random, yeah, YouTube videos. <laughs> <Random stuff. laughs> That's what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. 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 We'll, we'll um, I was going to put out there, ideas. like I've gotten to the point where I've started watching FIFA Sims on my TV. <laughs> and uh, sometimes I commentate them, but when I, like, here's the thing, right? When you talk, when you talk to yourself, when you talk to yourself, you're a crazy person. When you talk to yourself, but you pretend like you're doing it for other people, it's all right. We should like hot this. mic a FIFA Sim. <laughs> okay. So, so like, I have a degenerate. Been doing this, yeah. Oh yeah, but I have a degenerate friend who actually is betting on sports simulations online, and I'm like, bro, what is wrong with you? (laughs) And he's like, it makes me feel normal watching 2K Sims. It's like the real thing. And I'm like, yeah, but you you're betting on a video game. Like, (laughs) not just that, but you're betting on a video game where you can you can't have any clue what the outcome's gonna be because yeah, person A probably sucks against person B probably sucks just as hard. 
and they're going at it with two random teams. Like, how can you bet on that? It's like 2K? Yeah, it's like the Thunder wins because it's like the Thunder win because Steven Adams dropped 71 off the bench. (laughs) No, it's not players. It's not players. It's just the the computer sims head to head. Oh, so he's not even doing live plays? Yeah, there's like there's it's basically just a computer program spitting out who's about to win money. He told me he bet on an Eagles Giants game and he bet on the halftime line, which was three and a half, right? And the Eagles were up four, and all they had to do was kneel down, but they threw the ball three times in a row. So they punted to the Giants, right? The Giants drive the length of the field, get in the field goal range. Now, remember, four and a half – or no, three and a half is the, is the over-under at half, and they're up four. The Giants get in field goal range, call a timeout. There's three seconds left, and they run a sweep and run out of time. <laughs> And he wins the bet. Now it's like a goal world. The Giants win a field goal. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So like, there's no and people. He said people in the chat were losing their ever loving minds. They're like, this is fixed. This is bullshit. It's like you bet on a computer simulated game. That's what happens when the computer plays Madden. It does weird shit. Okay, that's what happens. (laughs) Oh. But so yeah, I've considered like just putting like like live streaming on Twitch, like the FIFA Sims, and just sitting with a microphone <laughs> and talking to my talking myself through this, basically. People, I have a couple of. Go ahead. Yeah, you got to pitch it as you're not talking to yourself. You're working on your play-by-play skills. You're going to come exactly, out of this exactly. the new skill. You're going to be a play-by-play guy. Just that's all <laughs> you got to do. <laughs> it all makes sense. Don't admit to the crazy. That's how you go crazy. Yeah. I'll just start a simulated Premier League season on like FIFA and we'll just play every game every like couple of days. And like, you know, we'll follow a narrative with the league. Like, Oh, Danny Ings, he scored 72 goals this season in the, in, in the Premier League as is normal for Danny Ings. <laughs> Here's the thing. It sounds hilarious. And crazy. People will watch that right now. No, I know. Hey, listen, oh, yeah. we'll I watch anything you. right now. <laughs> I promise you. But yeah, Put that I've got on a Twitch. couple more. But you got You got to have a quirk. You got to have a quirk. It's got to be like, Danny Ings is the only normal sized player and everyone else is like four foot ten. You gotta do something <laughs> crazy like that. People will watch. I promise you. People will I was watch. go I was going for normalcy, but we are in strange times indeed. So maybe Danny Ings should be the only normal sized player. That's uh, I'll have to consider it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I've also like I have a couple of more cup finals that I have to relive. I'm gonna rewatch the 2001 FA Cup final. Um and then I'm going to watch uh, the Liverpool games that I attended in, in person because uh, I watched the Bucks Super Bowl, and I, I actually got the chance to go to the Bucks Super Bowl. But a couple of days ago, I watched it, like, the, the broadcast. And it's a totally different game from when you're at the stadium. Like, it's, <laughs> like everyone else that – like, everyone who wasn't at the Super Bowl has a totally different vision of what happened than yeah. <laughs> in Section 307, like, looking down at it. So I need to understand what everyone else in the world saw so I can have the similar perspective. So I got to rewatch the City games I went to and the Burnley game I went to. I'm trying to find the 2001 Aston Villa at home match, which was my first one. But it's a tough find. So if you find it, folks, send it my way. Right. I got to rewatch the Chelsea yes, match from so last year. you can get year. the proper yeah. perspective and see what we all <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and I guess Matt can get around to watching the second leg of Barcelona like you tried to do and actually get into it a little bit. <laughs> the bastard. He probably, just, he probably just sees it, starts crying. You know. <laughs> it's all emotional. To be in that fraternity. Oh, goodness yeah. gracious. But unless you guys have anything else. Now, now that I can think of, 
We'll we have covered to... bidets, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, spraying your asshole to clean it. That's where we should end this. Because <laughs> it, it goes in one end, it comes out the other. We clean you up and we ship you out just like, like a... I saw on this comment thread that this guy posted on Facebook about the bidets being a hit. This other guy goes, well, how does it work? What is it, like industrial strength water pressure? And I was like, it works like a sink. What are you talking about? <laughs> Do you, you don't want have it? to car wash your bowl. You just have to wash So it. here's how it works. You know how your sink has that hose that you can pull out and spray? We just attach that to your bathroom sink, and you reach over, and you pull the hose out, you stick it between your legs, and you give it a little. They have a, they have a That's thing. What you could just put it on your toilet. What was, he thinking? was he thinking people were pressure washing their booty holes? Like, Yeah. <laughs> He, hey, that says a lot about him. It must be really caked on in there or something. Oh, yeah. He's like, when do we get to the rinse cycle and the hot wax portion? <laughs> and that's how any good football podcast should end, is a deep dive discussion on bidets and waxing your asshole. Until next time, I'm Jordan. I'm David. Darius. Oh, I was going to say, oh, there he is. <laughs> I've been cutting in and out. Up the, up the Reds. We're still going to win the fucking league. There's no virus strong enough. I promise. <laughs>